You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Thinking sideways. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to uh, an episode of Steve Makes a Weird Face, <laughs> the podcast. I don't think that's the name of the show. We should rename it that probably. Steve Makes a Weird Face? Yeah. I do oh, constantly. I can't help Literally this. constantly. Yeah. We'll have to build up our listenership again. Right. That's okay. going to take a long time. Just kidding. This is Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I'm Devin, joined most weeks by... Joe. And Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve makes a funny face. This week, we're going to talk about a mystery that is a little bit associated with the mystery we've already talked about. That would be the Mothman. Except Yay. this one is scarier. This one's better. Hmm. No. I mean, I I think the stories are better. True. Yeah. I'll give you that. Thank you for giving that to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, you probably know we're going to talk about The Grinning Man, who it turns oh. out a surprising number of people don't know about. I didn't know about I, Grinning Man ahead of time. I didn't either. Every time I'm like, oh, yeah, The Grinning Man, people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's my story. Okay. Is that it? End of episode. Okay. Roll the credits. <laughs> No, but okay. He, he also had a name. He supposedly. did. Um, he may have been called uh, Indrid Cold. He could have also maybe been called Ingrid Cold. I, I was saw it as Indrid. I saw it as Indrid ninety percent of the places, but I did see Ingrid every once in a while, so I thought I'd throw it in there just in cases. Yeah, it's probably Typo. just yeah. Autocorrect. I th- I hope I hope so, but but he only, he only told told his name to one person. Only right? one person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was in Indrid in that one. But Which makes me think that Ingrid is a typo. I I would assume so. But you know how these things go. It's always, I do. We got to throw it all in. We do. Mm. So the Grinning Man is described as, quote, well over six feet tall, uh, totally bald, with black beady eyes that are set a little too far apart. He uh, most often is said to wear a shiny green or metallic suit or overalls and is staring in your window right now. Look ah! now, 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 now. Just kidding. Probably. Maybe. I'm my hand don't look. my nine. Don't look. Hope it's not nighttime where you are. People who have met or seen the Grinning Man are often so taken aback that they can't say for certain if he has ears or a nose. Um, because what they notice, as you might guess from his name, is the smile. 
Yeah, scary, huge. Huge. Smile. Yeah, yeah, like very uncomfortably large Like smile. a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, I and I don't necessarily get the sense that it's like, you know, an extra large mouth or anything. It's not an actual ear to ear. But did you guys watch Buffy ever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Do did you remember the absolute best episode of all Buffy canon, which is called Hush? Which one I actually that? did see that. Hush. Which one is that? It's one? the one where it's completely silent. All of the voices get taken away by those creepy, terrifying guys who float around and smile constantly. Oh, I don't remember that one. It's a really, really good. It's I, 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 I somebody made me watch that one once. By far the best episode of Buffy to ever exist. Go out, check it out. I was really impressed with the musical episode. Yeah, that was a good one. This one's better. Well, even better. <laughs> huh? No, I think that that's the way I kind of picture the the smiles of being. Not inhuman, but uncomfortably large. And fixed. Fixed. Constant. Yeah. Okay. The Grinning Man may have... His skin may be kind of grayish, maybe tannish, maybe greenish. Certainly not a supernatural healthy color. Not supernatural, but very natural. Yeah, but people always saw the... They they only ever saw him at night. At night, yeah. Yeah. So it's harder to tell. I think it's like a pallid tone, whatever it is, would be the way I would describe it. All right. Um, Apparently, sometimes he maybe wore a black belt. Well, fashion is important. Right. Well, Well, so when he wore overalls or coveralls, he was maybe wearing a black belt. Probably not wearing a black belt with a suit that you would notice necessarily. True. Mm, yeah. Okay. Jacket would get in the way. Yeah, it would. He apparently sometimes communicates telepathically with the people he encounters. I think I only heard about that happening once. I don't know if you yeah. guys encountered it anywhere else. No, but I just didn't. That once. That's the only one I saw. Yeah, which was... is where we get the name Ingrid yeah. Cold. And he was seen at Point Pleasant. West Virginia? In, yeah, West Virginia. And if you'll remember correctly, that's uh, where Mothman Mm-hmm. Was seen. Was he seen? Made his at, debut. Made his debut. Was yeah. he seen at Point Pleasant or near, like not too far? Like from, very close to. Yeah, Point like Pleasant. twenty miles away, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the Mothman's sidekick, or just the Mothman himself, or maybe the know? Mothman's ball, a boss. Oh, yeah, Ooh. supervisor. Yeah, could be. Maybe Mothman is his pet. He was oh. just taking him out for a walk, and he got off leash somehow. Yeah. What What if he's like you know the Mothman collector, the catcher, like the dog catcher? Oh yeah. So he's always he's always there because he's mm-hmm. always chasing him. Mm, well, actually, we'll touch on that a little bit in a minute. Oh. Because one of the theories kind of plays into that. Oh, yeah. So we're going to... In this episode, it's going to be one of those ones where we kind of tell stories. It's less theory-based, more story-based, in stark contrast to, like, last week. Where, <laughs> where it was, like, almost... Entirely theory-based. Yeah, almost entirely theory-based. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah, it's yeah. mine. It's I know. Steve's fault. He made us watch that horrible movie. Again, again, and again. again. I, I, Red I, Rum! I, again, I, I think it's a pretty good movie myself. But Red I Rum. disagree on that. Oh, my God. Red Rum! <laughs> you didn't think I could make that voice, did you? No! Oh. <laughs> that was legitimately terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When you're ready, we'll get back on track. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's... let's... We've got an important mystery to solve here. Okay, now that we've taken a pause to recover, <laughs> the editing might be a little weird there because we were cracking up. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, let's tell this story. I'm going to start by telling the story of the first maybe documented sighting of the Grinning Man. And would you say this is the standard version or is this... The the official version, standard version, A version, like how would you classify it? I would say it's A version. It's the thinking sideways version. It's the kind of thing that we all kind of do where we search out the most authentic documents, but also mix in accepted lore. I just want, because sometimes we do, Mm -hmm. this is exactly what we're told it is. I just want to clarify that. Yeah, this is kind of the general telling of this story. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's accurate. So we're going to tell this story and then... I want to tell you about the story that made me interested in The Grinning Man years and years ago. That was my first point of contact for even hearing about The Grinning Man. It okay. was at least three years ago. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Two kids. A in October 11, 1966, two kids. Yeah. Two boys, James and Marvin... And she's not telling the... you their last names because they're unpronounceable. But, and... <laughs> they, they have like five names. It's it's fine. Uh, no, 
James and Marvin, because this is the 1960s and somebody named their child Marvin, like a jerk. Mm. I'm sorry. That was an okay name back in those days, It I was guess. a pretty good name. It's an old dude name now. Because uh, they're old dudes now. Yeah, that's true. So, Any idea how old these kids were? They were... Teenagers. Teen, they weren't. Oh, I, they were teenagers. I thought okay. they were like early teenagers, though. Yeah, if no, not, not like seventeen, eighteen. No, not like not out rabble rousing teenagers, 15. but barely teenagers. Yeah. Okay. Young teen, tweens and teens. All right. They lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and they were walking home from, if I recall correctly, some kind of mischief. In the first reading of the stories that I did years and years ago, I distinctly remember it being included in in the stories that like they were out creating mischief and they were walking home from and nah, that it involved toilet paper i wasn't maybe i wasn't able to find that again though so it could be my misremembering they were walking home along fourth street which joe may or may not have google street viewed no actually i didn't oh he didn't go yeah i was busy the road runs near the turnpike and um as they arrived at a fairly treacherous part of the journey along a fence that kind of went past the turnpike so there was the fence, and then there was this huge hill, and then the turnpike. Uh, as they now, were walking were along they, uh, it... Is the turnpike at this place, is it below the ground level? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so there was a, it was a very, very steep incline. So steep, in fact, that almost everybody agrees that it's unclimbable from the turnpike. That it would be impossible for whatever, whoever these boys saw to have climbed up from the turnpike. Apparently, nobody had really ever been seen on the other side of that fence. Well, it would make sense. Right, because it was, like, yeah. impassable. And who would be dumb enough to climb the fence just to, like, be on an impassable incline, basically? Mm, yeah. Right? Or to climb up that grade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the boys were, you know, the story's always really dramatically told. They were, like, passing in between pools of light. They were walking along a fence, you guys. Okay. And they paused to to catch their breath. I don't know if they were like ridiculously out of shape. They weren't. They're teenage boys. One had to pee. I yeah, I would guess one had to pee. And I believe it was James looked at Marvin who was peeing apparently totally <laughs> facing him because <laughs> his back was to the fence and he said why are my feet wet yeah, really <laughs> and said who's that behind you and they turn around and there's a a man standing on the other side of the fence now where should classic that? trope yeah of course and now they were already a little mm, on edge because somehow i don't know how they had heard rumors of that night, one of the women in the neighborhood being chased by a, quote, tall green man. I don't know how they heard that, but okay. Yeah, it's know. the grapevine. I guess the grapevine moved way more quickly than I anticipate in the 60s, I guess. Apparently, but uh, but at this time they saw this guy, it was about a quarter to ten, right? It was about a quarter to ten, So yeah. word got around really fast. So I guess, yeah. Um, they described this guy that they saw as, quote, the strangest guy we've ever seen. He was the biggest man I ever saw. And about three days later, this guy... An, an oofologist. An oofologist. Yes, my favorite oofologist. John Keel. Yes. Mm-hmm. He somehow heard that they had seen this guy and somehow. showed up and uh-huh. interviewed them. In three days. In three days later, yeah. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. And here's what Keel wrote about the interview. I don't think he actually quotes them or anything. So this is a quote from him talking about his interview with them. Quote, the man was over six feet tall, they agreed, and was dressed in a sparkling green coverall costume that shimmered and seemed to reflect the streetlights. There was a wide black belt around his waist. He was very dark complexion with little round eyes, real beady, set far apart. They could not remember seeing any hair, ears, nose on this figure. Creepy. Yeah. That's, and, they don't remember that because as soon as they saw him, they was, ran like little girls. Well, they saw the grin, and then they were like, oh, maybe just we're getting out of here, bye. Yeah. Of course, so, yeah, ran, of course Halloween like, was like 20 days away. Yeah, it was pretty close. Apparently, there were uh, reports of UFO sightings at, quote, exactly the same time, 40 miles away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So this is, we're going to hit like a little interesting spot, so we'll just talk about this real quick. Steve's already super annoyed. He hates it when we talk about UFOs at all. <laughs> um, small divergence. You guys know about the Men in Black. Yes. Right? Now the Men in Black. These are different. Like not than, the movie. Different than the movies. Yeah. Yeah. So no Will Smith. No Will Smith. Tommy Lee Jones. 
No. Sorry. What yeah. about the, the, the pug? The no. dog? Oh, dude. Definitely not the pug. Dang it. Well, so the... Um, you, I mean, and then you are aware that, like, some descriptions have these, quote-unquote, men not being men? They're like aliens. Humanoid aliens. But so they're, they're wearing black. Beings in black? B.I.B.s? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They're bibs? Yeah, they're yeah. bibs. They're most often described as unusually pale, most often with no eyebrows, no hair, no facial hair. One site I did see described them as at once being pale complexioned and swarthy, so I'm not totally sure how that... That, how that doesn't how make that? any it sense. Doesn't, it it really doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Maybe they were spotted. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> Some reports say that the men in black speak with weird accents. Some say they communicate in weird giggling noises. Okay. Like uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like that. So they're men in black. Yeah. Okay. We're in the spot. It's, you know, that part of the episode again already where Steve makes weird faces. He doesn't like this, apparently. I, yeah. It's Keel. Mm. Keel drives me bonkers yeah, with that's his fair. sightings. But the men in black were also seen in. Elizabeth. Well, so yeah. And anyway, uh, in October of 1966, there was a rash of sightings of um, UFOs, men in black, and then also um, the Grinning Man in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and the surrounding areas. But in New Jersey, there are even some alleged pictures of the sightings of men in black. But nobody actually has a copy? Well, no, actually, I looked at them online, and it's it's just hard to tell because it's 1966, so it's not like it's the highest definition picture. And then mm, dudes wore black suits a lot in those days and the fedoras. So, you know, you catch a picture of a dude lurking in, you know, from a slightly far distance. He's kind of standing in a doorway. You take a picture of it. What are you going to get? At night. Uh, well, no, it was during the day. Oh, during the day. Yeah, so... men in black do go out in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I wasn't able to find any actual reports of the actual UFO sightings that happened in October of 1966 in New Jersey. So did you check the papers? I did not check the papers, but I checked a lot of different websites. But m more than one site did refer to uh, 1966 as the year of UFO sightings. So it's not nothing. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about this now or in the theory section? You can talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Oh, the black book. No! Here's my problem with this whole thing. For this story of the Grinning Man, I know we have more story to go. Yeah. But in this original one, and I'm using air quotes when I say original, Keel's the only one. He's the only source, and he's, he's the one who says that there were all these UFO sightings, and one of the places that he loves to talk about is the NICAP, which is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. They're the ones who track UFOs. Mm. That was their big thing at yeah. their, not nearly as active, but their archives are online, mm -hmm. and he's, there was UFO sightings in the area every day. So I went through the prior month and then the month after in 1966. And there's like three a month. And most of the sightings are all over the map. So like, I really, wow. I question this just because this one thing that he's making such a big deal of turns out to be absolutely completely wrong by an organization that tracks that. So, well, the, uh, so in other words, there were three in that whole time period and, and none of them were in New Jersey? No, no. In New Jersey... There was three. Oh, like, there's okay. tons and tons and tons mm -hmm. in the month of night, and each month in 1966, but they're all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they're everywhere. So it's not as if it was New Jersey, the month of October, 1966. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. There was a couple of them, but they were in New Jersey in general, not necessarily this one small town. Oh. Yeah. So that, that really, really, I have a problem with him being the only source and then him making claims that are provably wrong. I agree. Yeah. I yeah. But, I, also, you know, I don't think we mentioned if you aren't familiar, if you didn't listen to the Mothman episode or you just don't know, John Keel, who we're talking about right now, is the author of the Mothman Prophecies. That's his most famous work. He's an author uh, on top of that. He also was a fictional screenwriter for horror movies for a really long time so that's uh hmm. interesting i did not know that yeah so well and he wrote i can't remember the name of his book before the mothman prophecies but he's mothman written a lot of books first showed up in a 
book of strange stories. Mm -hmm. That's not the name, but that might as well be the name. And the Mothman got, I think it was all of chapter 14. And several chapters before, he briefly mentions the Grinning Man. Yeah. And what we read, and what you just read, and you see all the internet is directly taken from that. Yeah. There is no other source for the story of Marvin and James. James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're nowhere else. Yeah. Kind of, that's usually the way these things work. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, often. Often. Yeah. Okay, back to the... Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. No, 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 that's fine. That's great. I love that, and it's going to make the theory section go even faster. Yeah, but this uh, this story you were going to read us, when are you going to read it to us? I mean, we're about, we're there right now, actually. Really? Oh, cool. Sweet. There's this story on Reddit. Oh, that one. Mm -hmm. That's a creepy one. Good bedtime story. Uh, It first appeared on our, the subreddit, Let's Not Meet. Sorry, I wrote it in Reddit lingo. And you really did. Started to read it. Yeah. Um, and then again, the subreddit, No Sleep. Let's Not Meet is... Um, Supposedly. It's meant to be all true stories. True horror stories. True experiences that people have actually experienced. Whereas No Sleep can be true or fictional, no matter what. It's just horror stories. The author of this story claims that it's 100% true. He's continued to claim it's 100% true. Mm, if all... that's the case, then I don't ever, 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 ever want to be outside alone when it's dark. I'll just be packing your jammy and you'll be fine. Yeah, maybe. This story is called The Smiling Man, and I'm not going to tell the whole thing. Uh, it's really easy to find. You can just Google The Smiling Man, and it is literally the first thing that comes up. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do some mixture of direct quotes and then summarize what happens in between. The story is written by a user named uh, Blue Title. I did get permission to use this story from yeah, good this job. author, just so everybody knows. Yeah, I also spoke to him. I keep saying him. I'm just assuming him. I didn't actually ask because it's Reddit and that's rude. But we'll talk a little bit about the discussion I had with him after the fact. So Blue Title... Starts the story out by talking about how he likes to walk at night. I think we all do things like this sometimes, you know, walk or drive or something at night to clear your head. Or mm-hmm. if you can't sleep or, you know, I drink whatever. and drive. <laughs> not a thing to admit. Yeah. Not a thing kidding. to do either. Not a thing to do, definitely not. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so around 2 a.m., uh, he turns down a side street heading home off of kind of a more main thoroughfare. Uh, when he sees the silhouette of a man dancing it was a strange dance similar to a waltz but he finished each box with an odd forward stride i guess you could say he was dance walking heading straight for me deciding he was probably drunk i stepped as close as i could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by me the closer he got the more i realized how gracefully he was moving he was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit he danced closer still until i could make out his face His eyes were wide open and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. At this point, the author wisely crosses the street. Uh, And terrifyingly, the man, quote unquote, man. The figure. Follows him, kind of. It won't, uh, he won't move until Blue Title looks away from him. So, like uh, an angel in Doctor Who? Kind of, The weeping angels? Kind of like the weeping angels. So, he, you know, he decides this guy's drunk. He, like, is creeped out by him. So, he looks at him. He turns. He walks across the street. He turns back and uh, is paused. (laughs) Just frozen. Like he's about to cross the street. Exactly parallel from Blue Title. So, Blue Title decides, I'll just keep walking. That's weird. It's creepy. But I'm just going to keep walking. So he turns around and walks for a minute or two, and then turns around again. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. It was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on somebody except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as a smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, 
still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the do you want? F, that F. F. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the fuck? regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear they can certainly hear it i heard it in my own voice and that only made me more afraid but he didn't react at all he just stood there smiling and then after what felt like forever he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away just like that not wanting to turn my back on him again i just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight and then i realized something he wasn't moving away anymore nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. Uh, Blue Title decided to run, too. Yeah, I would. Smartly, so, right? Yeah. He ran to a busier street, uh, at which point he turned around and the smiling man was gone. Didn't follow him onto the busy street, which also makes sense for a weird, creepy dude. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He likes to stick to the shadows. Yeah. As I said, I did exchange a few messages with um, the poster author, Blue Title. He said the suit didn't match the description of the Smiling Man. It wasn't metallic. It wasn't greenish. He said it was probably black or of dark. Of the Grinning red. Man? I'm sorry, of the Grinning Man. Got it. Okay. Not the Smiling Man. Well, we, we've just been doing the story of the yeah. Smiling Man, so go figure. Yeah, yeah. He also said that uh, the the guy had a head full of hair and that he was over six foot tall, certainly, but still within a normal range for a human, uh, that really he thought this guy was more of a psychopath than he was like an alien or something like that. Or maybe high drunken uh, ballerina, drunk ballerina, you know, it's hard yeah. to didn't tell. He, didn't they say, uh, he never went up. He never stopped doing his nighttime walks after that. He did for a while. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, maybe no. Uh, so low in the comments on uh, the original one, so it was the Let's Not Meet, somebody said, uh, oh, hey, you met the Grinning Man, which was my first point of contact for the concept of the Grinning Man. So this is where you first this came across This is where I first came across it. And, you know, people seem to not really know about the Grinning Man. You know, it wasn't highly voted up. And then there's a subreddit called The Smiling Man dedicated to maybe not just this story, um, dedicated to the idea of the smiling man, the character himself, the character himself, and it does bring up some points about the difference between the smiling man and the grinning man. Most of which I would say are bunk. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, the smiling man likes to toy with his victims, whereas the grinning man likes to play with his victim. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's you're, you're serious. Yeah. It's that. It's that. I don't know what the quote is, but it's that close. But yeah. it's that fine of a, yeah. a difference. Got mm-hmm. it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. The, the grinning man really doesn't seem to do anything other than communicating telepathically with that one guy. That's yeah. That's yeah. been my sense too. So I don't know why any you know how anybody was like. Oh, they, he tries to do this. He tries to do that. I don't know. Of course, but, on the other hand, you don't know, you don't really know what he does with everybody because uh, it might be that ninety percent of the people wind up getting killed by him. Yeah, it's of course, they're, and they can't report it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so who knows? Yeah. And for some random reason, some people get let off the hook. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you might want to stop at this point. And look out your window. just kidding just kidding there have been other reports of seeing the smiling man i would dismiss 99 percent of them oh and also for uh for our local listeners or like pacific northwest listeners that original story the smiling man took place in seattle so sleep tight (laughs) (laughs) by the way did uh did blue title um did he get a, a good enough look at this guy where if he ran into him and get in the street and in the daylight, would he recognize I him? I think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he hasn't seen him anything? Mm-mm. Hasn't seen him since? Nope, hasn't seen him. But Seattle's not a small place. So. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, but back to Canon. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the Grinning Man. Since, I don't know, I think there's a reasonable chance that if both parties exist, they may be one and the same. The Grinning Man and the Sorry, Smiling Man? Sorry, if the man? Smiling Man and the Grinning Man both exist, that they could be the same thing. Well, but there's... There's differences between the two, sure. reported differences. Sure, that's true. Which makes me think they couldn't be the same entity. But, but they could be the same... The same thing. Thing? Same kind of thing? Yeah. Race? You know, I'm bald, yeah. Joe's not. We're both weird-looking dudes. Mm-hmm. I would mistake one for the other. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. 
jerk. So, um, <laughs> one more question about Blue Title's oh, story. Yeah. Um, uh, did he say, and it doesn't really come across in the story for sure, but did he say that he felt like the, the smiling man's movements were, I mean, obviously they were unnatural, they were strange, but did he say that he felt like they, he didn't see in the story that he thought that they were like physically impossible for a human being, right? No, the sense that I have from everything, you know, from exchanging messages from him and reading the comments and things like that. The sense that I have is that Blue Title does believe that the Smiling Man is human or very close to human. Physiologically the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it was... It wasn't weird doing... stuff, but it was yeah. more, I mean, like, you know, the kind of stuff that like Jim Car- Carrey might do, you know, physicality wise, yeah. it's not impossible for a human. Although it's Jim not like Carrey the cartoons from the, the 30s and 40s where the guy's got his arms out and they're just doing the seesaw motion back and forth, yeah. waves crossed. No, mm-hmm. not yeah. that kind of liquid no. bone motion. Mm-hmm. No, okay. that wasn't the sense that I Okay. So he could have been a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to this other sighting. In November of 1966, yeah. this is where we get in Indrid cold from the name story. sorry the name oh this sewing machine salesman by the name of uh, woodrow darenberger darenberger yep darenberger sounds right yep that's how he pronounced it yeah it sure was so he was driving home after a long day of work which some <laughs> of us know about yeah i don't tell yeah <laughs> apparently he saw this really weird vehicle quote unquote drop out of the sky and land on the road in front of him with a really loud noise Mm, that'll happen yeah he described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends but i assume a lot bigger yeah (laughs) sorry yeah yeah Yeah, looking like that and for anybody who doesn't i knew what it was but i still looked it up to make sure if you don't know what a kerosene lamp chimney is it's a cylinder with a bulge in the center. That's really the simplest description of what it is. A hurricane lantern. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah but I was like, what, it, what part of it? And so I had to look it up. So I, I realized not everybody is familiar with those. Yeah. Apparently it had, uh, it was, it flared at both ends a little bit. So it, I think it was like wider and then slim and then there was a bulge and then it was slim and then wide then flared again. again. Yeah. 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 That's how he described it. Mm-hmm. So when uh, good old Woodrow slammed on the brakes of his uh, truck, this like hatch, I guess, slid open in the side of the weird vehicle that had just crashed in front of him. I didn't have a good sense. I don't know if you guys did. If it was like crashed, oops, this thing is ruined or crashed. Sounds like it just sat down, you know, just sat down hard. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't destroy it or damage it. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's... I don't have a sense. I don't. You don't either? Neither of you do? No. Steve's mad already. He has yeah. something to say later, I'm sure. No, it sounds like the guy the guy popped out and then got back in and flew off again, right? Mm-hmm. So it could, can't so, have, could not have damaged it that much. Right. Anyways, a, a tall, dark-skinned man climbed out. Uh, Woodrow said that he had slightly elongated eyes, but the most notable attribute was a wide, creepy grin Ooh. on his face. Yeah, the serial killer grin. Yeah. And he could see it glinting in the lights of his truck. Okay. The smile, not the man. <laughs> Woodrow said that he was wearing reflective clothing. Reflective kind of. It, it was. This is one of the big disparities between the two stories. Um, the suit that the man was wearing wasn't green. It was just kind of more metallic. So it was just shiny and metallic, not, yeah. but not green. No. That was... Um, you know, I mean, the graining man maybe wants to change his outfits once in a while. Yeah, right. You like, well, he's not allowed to change his clothes. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the belt as an accessory is not enough. You got to have a full outfit change. Yeah, I think so. Sure. I think Why that's you, fair. You got to send your clothes to the laundry at some point. Yeah. Anyway, so Woodrow said that the grinning man telepathically communicated with him and asked him a series of odd questions. Did he remember any of these questions? I don't think so. But he did say that his name was Cold and that he would come back and visit Woodrow sometime. So just to point out, this conversation was not had entirely verbally. I, I think at all verbally. Sounds like it was no, all telepathic. No, no. Uh, Dar- uh, Woodrow? Which, thank you. Mm-hmm. Woodrow was speaking. The Grinning Man was speaking telepathically. telepathically. Right, because oh. it would ruin his grin if he would... 
talk. Yeah, you can't grin and, and talk. Well, you can, but it's weird. not easily. It's extra it's really hard. strange when I do it right now. See, it doesn't work. This episode of Make, Steve <laughs> makes weird faces, grinning and talking at the same time. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Apparently cold then got back to his vehicle. I, again, I don't know like necessarily where the like Indrid cold came from. I assume it's from a different telling the first name. Um, it's, it's not the first, the last time that he saw him. Oh yeah. That's so how he, it came about. He saw Indrid right. again. He came back again, right? Many times. Yeah. Many ah. times. So the um, cold gets back in his little craft thing and zooms away. And then I guess visits Woodrow a bunch of other times. And they talk about posies and sunflowers and how hot to bake bread. Um, <laughs> right? And, uh, and, no? Is that not what they talked about? And Andrew, I don't think uh, so. Andrew never t- tried to be violent or have sex with Woodrow or anything like no. that? No probing. No, no probing. No probing. Yeah. Nice. But other other people who lived in Point Pleasant, which is where this interaction happened, claimed to, have again? Seen, yeah, claimed to have seen Indrid cold and spoken with him too. Steve huh. has that little black book again. I do, because, well, actually, there's not much on this particular bit in the book, but here's the deal. Woodrow went to the news the next day, Mm -hmm. and they interviewed him for like a half an hour, Uh and then he went and talked to a bunch of other people, and all of that audio is available to listen to. Oh, and I bet you Uh, listened to it. I did. That was smart of you. I I didn't even research Woodrow. Darren Berger because I you know just assumed that he never existed. Yeah, yeah. No, he he's he's a says this whole the ship crashed to the ground in front of him. He described it as a vehicle approached him from behind, passed him on the left. He looked over at it, saw it, and then it went in front of him and slowed down and got blocked him. Once uh, Indrid got out of the vehicle, the vehicle went in the sky and hovered, waited for him to return, then landed, picked him up, and took off again. Okay. He was in a dark suit, like as in a suit and trousers is the impression I got Mm -hmm. from the way he described the suit. Yeah. Uh, Had hair, had, you know, a nose, normal features, and the only mention in the entire thing about the grin is he had a smile on his face, a pleasant, friendly look. That was it. Maybe right. maybe Indrid Cole is the smiling man, not the grinning man. Maybe we're accidentally doing an episode on the smiling man. I, well, I think you're trying to. <laughs> so, uh, but he did... But but Indrid Cold actually did speak to him telepathically. Yes, he said he spoke to him telepathically. And was his description of the ship or craft the same? Uh, very similar. It, I mean, the, the chimney, uh, the the kerosene lantern chimney bar, part still holds true. Uh, that still all happens. The crashing to the ground part doesn't happen. Oh, okay. He asks him about what the town is and stuff like that. And then he says, yeah, we're going to speak again. And Woodrow goes on with the help of another author to write about his other encounters with Indrid where he meets two of Cold's companions whose names I don't recall and things don't go good for him because nobody believes him. He writes these crazy books. His wife leaves him. He turns into a recluse because he's sure that people are after him. Like, I have a feeling he was a little unhinged from the beginning. Probably. But if nothing else, I really believe that this whole thing was in his head simply because he'd been working hours and hours and hours, and now he's got this long drive home. And have you ever been driving, and you're just spacing out, and you're having this whole thing go through your head, and then you realize 15 minutes has gone by, and you don't remember driving? Yeah. He could have freaked himself out to the point and said, that's got to be real. He told everybody about it. Yeah, Could he, very well have been it. Yeah, or, or he was nuts, or he made it up. But, but uh, did he say how many how many more times he talked to Indrid? Uh, I know that he has, quote-unquote, documented how many times he spoke to him. I don't know that number myself. I didn't, mm. I didn't go any deeper after that. I, I gleaned, I got the information I needed at that point, and I just left it be. He didn't say anything about what they talked about on these various occasions, or not, not again, Joe. I I went through the initial encounter, and I read stuff about the later encounters, but I didn't read any of the later encounter text. Okay, all right. So Woodrow, 
Yeah. Maybe Woody. not the best witness. No, no. Also, no. maybe 13-year-old boys, not the best witnesses. No. 14? Or John Keel. Or John Keel. How about this one? Let's try this one on for size. Oh, another, <laughs> another grinning man? Another one. A 26-year-old night watchman named Pierre Zanfretta. He was um, on patrol in the village of uh, Triglia, Italy, um, in December of 1978. And he claims he was abducted by a trio. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say this laughing. I would. But he was abducted by a trio of gigantic yellow-eyed semi-reptilian aliens. But also, apparently, the Grinning Man was there with them. He says he was abducted, like, 20 times or something like that. They were semi-reptilian, yellow-eyed? Yeah, but that, like, overseeing the whole operation was this Grinning Man. So mm. What is semi-reptilian? I'd say, like, a mix between reptilian and... Humanoid? Humanoid? Think about that old Star Trek episode, the original... From the original show, or they... was it Grok or whatever his name was? Oh, I don't remember if it was Grok. The one but... Kirk fought. Yeah, they turned yeah. the aliens sent to the planet to yes, fight this guy. Yes, I know guy, exactly who you're talking he's about. He's got a T-Rex head. And he's kind of reptilian. Yeah. He's not semi-reptilian. What? That guy was full-on reptilian. Okay, let's Doctor Who it again then. Okay. You know the the let's see the woman who um, has the girlfriend and they yeah live in and they're in London. Yes, yeah. I know exactly. Her which... race. They're semi-reptilian. They're reptilian. No, they are humanoid. They're like humans, right? Their bodies are humans. But they stand upright on two legs with and with two arms, arms and, and they speak. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make them humanoid. They're still a reptile. They're reptilian. Well, actually, you can, this, the you whole can be a reptilian without even being a reptile. Okay, we're yeah. Let's just leave this alone. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this is an argument that would, will take a long time and Agreed. go nowhere. Agreed, and we'll yeah. do a whole episode on it. Please no. Anyway, I don't think this guy is a very credible witness. You to don't you. want to talk anymore. No, I you don't. don't think the overseer is the grinning men? No. I Notice don't. I said men, mm -hmm. yeah. not man. Yeah. You say so they abducted him. Or what did they do with they, him? Probe. Lots of probing. experiments and probing. Oh, uh, okay. Like twenty. A lot of probing questions. Times. So, yeah. what were you doing last Thursday at yeah. seven p.m. Yeah. At yeah. the bar. Yeah. What's the average airspeed of a European swallow? Mm. How many drugs have you taken tonight, uh -huh. sir? Sir. And were Maybe. any of them mushroom shaped? Really? Uh -huh. As in little white and green mushrooms. Well, does anybody have any theories? I actually do. We're there. Woo! There, there's not a lot of them. And <laughs> there's not a lot left. There's not a lot left. Sorry, so, I took a weed whacker. To this. Yeah. So the theories are, as per Devin usual, in bullet point form. Uh, one is that he could be an alien, or yeah, or aliens. could be an alien species. Right. I guess the proof of this or the theory would go that there, the Grinning Man sightings are by and large in conjunction with UFO sightings, except not all the time. And not really. Not really. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. They're distance, not difference, but the mm. distances. But also difference. True. Not always. I wonder if you, I wonder if perhaps the Grinning Man is actually a number of different human beings from far, far in the in our future who are traveling back in time and don't know how to be like normal human beings by our standard yeah exactly have you watched fringe no have you watched fringe no okay they have the observers spoilers who oh yeah don't tell the me the show was already <laughs> over like I'm, years ago i'm planning on watching it okay well i'm not going to spoil anything there's okay. these guys who always walk around in a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie yeah. and wear a fedora and, in black. and they're they're white and they have absolutely no hair on their entire bodies and they know what's coming. Yeah, they're meant to be men in black. So mm -hmm. that is, you know, it could be like that, but they're from the future. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. So could be yeah. that what Joe's suggesting is right. They're yeah. just ding-dongs from the future just well, yeah. mucking about. I mean, I think it's fair, right? If we were to travel back, what, even a thousand years in human history, right? Our social conventions would seem super weird to anybody. And, and we would seem super tall to everybody. We would seem... Well, I wouldn't, but you guys would. Actually, yeah. you would. Mm, a thousand years a ago? Thousand, you're right. A thousand yeah. years ago. No. A hundred years ago. No. no. I'd you're be, out of luck. I'd be totally normal size. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I guess that's true. I didn't have that, but I guess we'll add it right now. Time traveler. 
Well, it kind of falls into the next theory. It's that he's a man in black, right? He's a man in black. He's yeah. part of the men in black. A manish thing in a black. Manish thing in black. Well, because the theory could, I mean, some proponents of the men in black theory think it's just like normal human men. Mistaken for, you know, aliens. Or, well, no, I mean, the, the part of it is that kind of the the what the movie's about that they're just the will smith characters yeah right but then the other part of that is that maybe actually the men in black are aliens or people from the future or whatever so what yeah that that's my thing is that you know there's the whole the the movie genre is they're hiding the aliens but if they're aliens what are they hiding do you know what I mean? Is nothing it like, necessarily. Yeah, it's like, well, the, maybe, maybe it's just that, that their fashion sense is antiquated and we don't know what they're up to. I'm just, I'm curious. I never understood it. Well. Like, uh, what's the deal with the men in black if what was in the movie wasn't right? And I know what in the movie wasn't real. It was fiction. If it wasn't? Well, if they were aliens, it would be that they were working in collusion with the government to hide the more drastic aliens from the world. Or maybe hunt down and hunt down and capture mm-hmm. or kill these yeah. more drastic aliens. Yeah, because they could pass as human, kind of. Yeah, imagine that'd be kind of a, an interesting thing if it ever came out that that's true. That you know, there's a bunch of aliens that are, that are here on Earth, just tracking down the the criminals who have escaped to Earth. That's know? a very long episode in and of itself. Well, it, well, you know, the easy answer though is: you, do you, either of you ever watched that uh, movie Critters? No. No. It's an old 80s horror movie. Critters, they're little hairy round guys. They were like, you know, medicine ball sized and hairy, but they had nothing but teeth and they ate constantly. Well, the, the wow. bounty hunters who chased them were shape changers. Mm. And so they would find a local and, you know, quote unquote, scan and mm. then change themselves to look like oh, that. Oh, interesting. So it could be that kind of situation is the one scan they have in their system that's considered passable on this planet happens to have a stupidly huge grin and a black suit. Yeah, exactly. Or they're trying to, you know, pass as friendly and normal, and they're like, well, people smile when they're friendly and normal, so it's just, we're just going to smile really, really These people are so dumb, we totally blend in. Don't have to say anything. They just look at you and keep going. Mm -hmm. Quickly. Yeah. Uh, That's that's absolutely absolutely true. Absolutely true, yeah. 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 Uh, Next theory is that he's the Mothman. Could be just wearing a different sidekick. I go with Mothman sidekick. I do. I like that or Wrangler. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mothman Wrangler. Mothman Wrangler. Yeah, they're like release the Mothman, and he's like, oh man. I just (sighs) got the souffle to rise. I just got that kid down to sleep. Uh Now you want me to wake him up again? (sighs) Yeah. No, you don't think so. Mothman. um, I I don't. I I know I, I I lump I lump if that's where we're going in with Mothman might as well just be mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. Because so he, that's the, the last moth, theory. Yeah, the Mothman had uh, had wings and stuff, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so that's uh, the, the the last theory is that he's just made up. That's a possibility. I, I want to throw in another theory, mm. which is that uh, people sometimes put on costumes. What? You know? Yeah. They they get they get a mask, you know, and they get out, outrageous they get the clothes. Troll. Could be. I, I, you know, I added to the list of like made up subheading, like sleep deprivation, mass hysteria sort of thing, because they think it's true. Every single sighting that you've heard has either been like kids who are already freaked out about something scary and they saw a tall guy who was smiling at them and they were like, no. Uh-huh. Well, you're talking about that one family who supposedly also encountered the, the grinning man. Is that no, where you're going? No, I was talking about Jimmy and Mar or James and Marvin. Oh, yeah. cause right. there's another, cause they ran cause there's quick. the other story about the family who has all the weird extraterrestrial stuff yep. in their house. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was, the, I don't know. It was, but, but the only thing that was like grinning man kind of specific to that story was that the daughter woke up one night and there was a, a huge man towering over her bed. Yes. And she's like four or five. So all adults are towering, towering and some, weirdos in her house. And she didn't necessarily say that he was wearing a green iridescent suit or, or, or had an unnaturally wild yeah. grin. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. No, that one I didn't even include because I found it to be so weak. Well, yeah, they, but if, if you look at the websites that talk about the Grinning Man, that one is almost always included. It's... Well, that's because there's not very much good stuff about the Grinning Man. Well, you're trying to make a four-page <laughs> yeah. article mm-hmm. so you have enough ads on your website, yeah. Yeah. you will pull anything. You'll pull it, yeah. yeah. The... Uh, the... Woodrow, sleep-deprived. Uh, yep. The Night Watchman, probably sleep-deprived. And on drugs. And 
honestly, not to like cast aspersions, but Blue Tidal sleep deprived. Yeah. You know, in his by his own admission, he walked because he couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. A little oh. insomnia. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little freak out. Somebody probably drunk in your brain interpreting it as like being malicious. I... On the other hand, it could just be a jerk. <laughs> It could have been, yeah, somebody having a little fun with them. With, I mean, in all of these cases, too, right? It could have just been somebody having fun. I, yeah. My personal theory is that this whole thing is John Keel's fault, and he started a trend, which these things always happen. Is one guy publishes something, and suddenly everybody sees it. It's, you know, when you buy that one car, and suddenly you see that car everywhere on the road. It's you the don't same have that thing. problem, but no, yeah. No, I don't. Well, that's but, why you have the... Um, one of the interesting things about the UFO phenomenon is that nobody ever saw UFOs until the plane was invented. You know, <laughs> that's not true. Really? They, yeah, no, no there's reports of UFOs in like ancient Egypt and, stuff and like the Greeks and stuff like ancient that. Like, aliens. Man, do mm-hmm. you not watch that show? Oh yeah, but it never. I mean, it was never as as big a thing as it is nowadays. Though. Well, um, we weren't that interesting. Yeah, I guess. Or we weren't looking up. We were busy doing other stuff. We were looking at the ground. We were like, oh, man, this pyramid's not going to build itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Crack that whip a little harder. Yeah. No, I think think it's made up. I'm sorry, guys. No, really? I wholeheartedly agree. I do. I think think some people saw what they believed to be the same character. Yeah. I'm not saying that what they saw... And what they believe they saw is wrong, but I'm saying the origin of the story completely made up and therefore they're operating off of skewed information. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of these people probably don't even exist. I mean, Woodrow did. I don't know about uh, Frank. The two boys. Not Frankie. James and Marvin. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, they're they're gone. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. They're not. That's the one thing. Keel never cites his sources. He's awful at it. So they're gone. For all intents and purposes, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably still alive if they actually ever existed. That's yeah. my problem. I don't think they actually ever existed. Yeah. Probably not. Well, we should wrap this up before it gets too dark because I don't really want to have to go home in the dark. Well, you, yeah. I mean, you can wrap this up as fast as you want, Devin, but you got to put all this equipment away. No. So you're no. kind of hosed here. Mm, and it's no. getting dark even okay. as we speak. So uh, you probably know where you're listening to us, but if you want to read any of the links to the research, or uh, you can also leave a comment um, on our website. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Also on the website, there's links to our Patreon and uh, a donate button for PayPal, and then also a link to buy swag, which yeah, is merch. pretty awesome. Sorry, yeah. merch, not swag. Swag yeah. is free. Yeah, We're, I'm sorry, we can't. Give we don't give. Any. We yeah. give away the podcast. The we podcast do. is swag. The podcast is swag. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, which you probably know by now. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do give us a comment and a rating if you would like. Preferably a five-star rating. Yeah, I don't really care. I kind of like those. I just ignore the one star, so it's fine. I don't even yeah. read them anymore. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We've got the group and the page. Find us, friend us, like us. You can find us on Twitter. We're thinking sideways. We're okay at Twitter, I guess, sometimes, every once in a while. Yeah, we do yeah, a little we're, bit of it. We're uh, in, in the, the RPG world. We're like a level two yeah, Twitter handle. Maybe out of like 200 possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to level up soon. Yeah. Or you can, if you want to talk about any of this with us, you have suggestions, anything like that, send us an email, thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think with that, we're going to get out of here so it's not dark. Mm. All right. Well, uh, so long for this week, folks. And you can't tell, but I've got a huge unnatural grin on my he face. He does. It's really creepy. And I'm standing outside your window. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you next week because I have a really <laughs> weird look on my face. It's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.